Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we are back. I think we've commented so many times there once was an off-season in all sports, uh, professional football included. That's no longer true. They're working uh, 12 uh, months a year, 24-7, uh, trying to figure out roster spots, draft, uh, all sorts of things related to what once was the offseason. No one knows more about that than Rick Spielman of the Vikings, and he joins us right now. Sydney, Hey, Rick. What was different about this combine than another one? Was there better players? What, what, what can you talk about it? Uh, I think at the combine this year, you've seen a, a lot of things changed. And uh, I think the players, you're always going to have players. And each year there's a uh, strength and weakness in the draft according to position, and that fluctuates every year. I think the biggest change you've seen this year was the combine and the NFL taking the uh, position drills and moving them to prime time. And then, so we did everything the opposite. We used to work them out during the day and have interviews at night. This year, we actually interviewed during the daytime, and then the workouts were at night on prime time. So, uh, made it for some long days. Uh, but I think, you know, the uh, interest that it generated uh, in the ratings, especially the first night, I believe, with the quarterbacks and receivers. Uh, had a huge, huge response from the fans. And so I think we'll continue to see this type of format going forward. Talk about the Gophers that were there. Could you talk about each each one a little bit? Yeah, no, they, I know uh, they all had phenomenal workouts. Uh, Carter uh, Coughlin had, did a great job. You know, he had a great senior bowl as well. Uh, so I think he's going to keep rising up the charts here and uh, how he fits in, you know, as a linebacker or a potential defensive end or as a, a designated pass rusher. So I know teams are figuring that out. But he's had a really, really positive um, offseason as far as his pre-draft process through the Senior Bowl and uh, at the Combine. And Winfield had, you know, blew up the Combine. He ran fast. He looks very good in drills. Uh, so. Anxious to see where he ends up, but he's another good football player. Uh, Camille Martin uh, did not do anything. I think he's still coming off his his knee uh, that was also there. But there are some guys that the Gophers have this year that weren't at the Combine uh, that will get an opportunity to play in the NFL or get a chance to get signed and get their opportunity as well. So P.J. has done a phenomenal job over there bringing that crew together and you know, they had such a great season and, and the big win against Auburn. So, uh, 
And I imagine that as we go forward, there'll be a lot more Gophers uh, that we'll have an opportunity to look at as potential NFL prospects. Rick, Mike, Max, I work with Sid on this show. Uh, uh, the, 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 <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> did you have anything to do? Did you ask to come in today? I asked to come in because they said you were going to be on and said between that and Sid's 100th coming up, can I just have a couple questions? And Sid granted me that, but he said only two. That's all I get. Do, do you, well, I was you, waiting for Dave's questions. I like Dave's <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Did you, when you watch those teams that play well and have great bowls and all that stuff, do you, do you have to be careful when you scout those teams? Because, you know, they can, they can go on and run and have great team success, but there could be some kid sitting out there on a 1-10 team that, that, that's better than any of them. Is, is that hard to evaluate? No, because we're looking at the individual. We're not evaluating the team. Uh, you know, we're not uh, analysts that are trying to say, well, this team does this better, or this team does that. When our scouts go out or when we go out and we're evaluating talent, basically we're honed in on focus on one particular player or a couple particular players. And I know a couple of times you even go to these games and you look up and sometimes you don't even realize what the score is because you were so honed in on watching and doing what you need to do to get your evaluations done. Um, so, um, but I think, you know, it's, like if it's a quarterback, for example, that may have a different impact because you're seeing how much talent he has around him. Does uh, the team rally around him? Does he win? Uh, does he win in certain situations? So quarterback evaluations has a little bit more to that. Um, but I think when uh, you're just evaluating individuals, you're just honed in on their skill set, not the overall team. Hi, Rick. Dave Mona here. I've been caddying for Sid for 39 years. Uh, I just uh, had a two-parter question. How long have you been caddying for Maxie? Maxie, uh, Maxie needs no caddy. He's, he's very uh, strong. Uh, i got a two-part question for One is I heard a, a number that was almost hard to believe of the number of names you actually had on draft day. It was maybe in excess of 800. It might have been 1,000. You could fill me in on that. And then secondly, you've got a number of things that, that come to mind when people think about you. Almost all good. One of is your ability to, to aggregate picks in like the fifth, sixth, and seventh round? Obviously, that's based on some sort of philosophy. Could you share that? <laughs> yeah, I'll have Sid go through that as we go on. <laughs> he's got notes here. He's got Spielman algorithms. He's got written down. Yeah, ever since the analytics people got involved. <laughs> now, a couple of things. Um, you know, we accumulate a lot of draft picks, especially through that fifth, sixth, and seventh round. And uh, our analytics do come into play. On, for example, if they're let's say one-year receivers, well, there's you've got twelve or fourteen receivers through the sixth, seventh round, and you know those guys are going to be potential free agency. And then maybe you don't draft that position, but you go ahead and sign those guys as college free agents right after the draft and get aggressive in that area. And if you take another position like uh, cornerback, um, where there's only two or three left on the board and there's not going to be a lot in college free agency, well, then you may lean in that sixth, seventh round to take that position if you have them on your board and you like them and wait for the uh, receiver position when college free agents begin because there's, there's more uh, <clears throat> quantity out there, but also quality too, or else they wouldn't be on our board. So, um, but I always had the philosophy of if you had a swing at 10 guys in the sixth and seventh round, uh, one, you don't have to compete with them uh, when you get into the free agency period. You, they, you can draft them and have them. And then two, 
I do believe our coaches do such a great job when we identify guys that fit the traits, the physical traits we're looking for, and they like to play football, um, that you have ability to maybe hit on some of those guys. And we've been pretty – and I give a lot of credit to the scouts uh, and, our, and our coaches because they really do a lot of digging in this pre-draft process here. And I try to get to as many as I can, but I'm not going to be able to see all those guys in a later round. So – our area guys and our regional guys and Jamal Stevenson and what he does leading that group, uh, they've done a very good job finding and, uh, and unearthing some talent in those later rounds. How do you work that thing? Your assistant coaches, do they actually uh, look at the players that uh, they, they coach? Uh, how, do you, how do you work this thing when you get down there? Yeah, no, we the philosophy I have always been is is all inclusive. Uh kind of like the resorts Maxie hangs out at during the summer. Absolutely, only way to go all year round. <laughs> as long as it's all inclusive, it's me. <laughs> uh, but I truly believe in in having the coaches and scouts and everybody work together. Um you, you kind of set the board, you kind of set the game plan and then and give them direction on what they need to do and, and how to get there. And then when we come together, everybody's vested. Everybody has an opportunity to speak their mind. Uh, everybody is a part of the pro- the decision-making process. You know, ultimately I have to make that final call um, on the direction we go on a player. But I know when the scouts are vested, when the coaches are vested, our medical people, when everybody's vested in these kids, and we come to the conclusion that, yes, this guy we wanted the Minnesota Viking, regardless of what point in the draft we take him, that our whole building is going to be behind that pick and try to give that player every chance to succeed as possible. And uh, so I truly believe it's a, it's a true team effort. Uh, everybody understands their roles and responsibilities as part of the process for us to come up with hopefully the best decisions possible. Rick, when you the, the, well, that, the, well, that was a mouthful. That, no, yeah, that left us speechless for just a <laughs> second. Like, no, I, I waited mouth. for Sid no, to take the next question. This first time he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> when you go out and watch, what's the difference between a combine and when you go do individual workouts or when you go do those pro days at uh, uh, college campuses? Uh, a lot of similarities, but at the combine, you know, just uh, only particular. Coaches, they only let X amount of coaches that are going to run the drills uh, down on the field. I know when we go out to pro days, uh, our coaches can get their hands uh, on them, particularly running drills. Uh, A lot of times you'll carve them out, maybe spend some extra time uh, on the side, uh, seeing if they can do a particular technique we're going to ask them to do. Uh, You get an opportunity at the pro days. um, and I, I see a lot of games, but I don't get to a lot of school calls where I get to talk to a lot of people, uh, but just going out there and especially the juniors that came out, talking to all your sources uh, in those buildings uh, and the relationships you have with those people to get as much background as you can on them. So you get the, when you go out and you do these pro days, not only you're working out, but you're also doing some more gathering of information and, and making sure uh, you're getting uh, all the, uh, the, the I's dotted and the T's crossed uh, before we get back into our final meetings in April. Rick, uh, when you came to the Twin Cities, I'm sure you sat down with a guy named Bob Hagen. What's your earliest memory of Sid Hartman and any coaching you got in advance of that meeting? I just I told I remember my first interview with Sid 
and he's an icon, and everybody in the world knows who Sid Hartman is. But when I came in, I thought he retired back in 2006. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then I like see, and he pulls out the cassette recorder for the interview, and that that took me back a little bit. So, um, but uh, no, it, it was a unbelievable. To be honest with you, taken back and almost starstruck a little bit uh, the first time I. I was interviewed by Sid when I first came here in 2006. <laughs> and he couldn't get the tape recorder to work. <laughs> no, no, but that's fine. We still, he, he has such a great memory. He would tell, go back and write everything I said anyway, even though the damn thing kept uh, popping up when he tried to push record and play at the same time. And sometimes he'd write it even in advance of one year. Sometimes he'd write those quotes whether you said them or not. <laughs> we're gonna have some... The story was already written. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a secret. We're not supposed to reveal that. All right, we're going to give Sid the last question here, Sid. Let me ask you this. You go to that combine, you leave with your eyes on one player. If I only could get him, we'd be in real good shape. So are you asking him who is that player? Yeah. Yeah, that's all he wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> we won't share this with anybody. This is just us talking, Rick. Uh, if, if we could keep it the player. three of us, around, the four of us right now, not anyone else here, I'll tell you who we really have our eye on at 25. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm getting back now. I just remember because I had to use those recorders where you try to push play and record at the same time. Yep. But kept jumping up and then the – Cassette tape gets all tangled up inside. You ever have those issues? That's you're just everyone that's, here. That's Sid's life there for about twenty years. <laughs> hey, well, hey Matthew, Sid, that, that was back in the eight track tapes when you used to have play them in your car. That's right. You used to have that jacked up car in Ohio too when you were really a good player. <laughs> Sid, tell him what he won. You want to get get your emergency certificate for for being on the show. Always a pleasure to visit with you. The Vikings are very lucky to keep you, and I'm glad you able to keep that assistant that you had so long. Yeah, no, George and May have been together over 24 years, kind of like you and Dave. Uh, so, and then Maxie kind of came along. He was, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, late. okay, yeah, we'll take him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> This guy on the basketball court you have to take so you can play five on five. Salary cap right. reasons. <laughs> Rick, we want to get you that Murray certificate. We'll hold on here for just a second in exchange for that name of that guy at 25. Yeah, that's all we that need to get. That you're looking for. Yeah, no, I'll text it. I'll, I'll put it on uh, Sid's tape recorder if he can. Uh, <laughs> then it will be a secret. Thanks, Rick. Always enjoy it, bud. All right, guys. Good. Thanks, Thanks Rick. Rick Spielman, back with more after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.